0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanny Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And we are back for another edition of the Primetime Podcast here on Most Available Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything college football. We're almost, we're almost getting into college basketball season, Brian. That's going to start next week, I believe, are the first actual some good games maybe starting this weekend. Cannot wait for that to roll around and get some big stories from college basketball along with our college football. But before we get into everything we're going to talk about today, you guys know the drill. A little bit of housekeeping before the podcast, number one. If you have not already, check out Patreon dot com backslash most valuable podcast your way to support the channel more so than liking the video watching the video subscribing to most valuable podcast that link is down below in the description then also go on to itunes and rate the primetime podcast give us that sweet five star rating and then rate all the other podcasts the fast break the onside kick the rick and johnny podcast Give us that sweet and succulent five-star rating that we deserve. But, Brandon, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today, and we're going to be talking some SEC football. We got Auburn and Georgia. Could Auburn play spoiler to the SEC's playoff hopes? Then we got the Notre Dame-Miami game, or as I like to call it, the Catholics versus the Convicts. We got that game going on this week, Miami-Notre Dame. Who needs that win more And then we're going to look at the Big 12 before our picks. Can TCU end Baker Mayfield and the Sooners' playoff hopes? And then at the end, like I mentioned, we're going to make our picks for Week 11. But, Brandon, let's jump right into it. We're talking about, I'm going to say this is your resident conference because you're an Alabama fan. This is where you kind of live. You kind of make your little home set up shop here. Unless it's basketball, then you're a Tar Heel fan and the ACC is your true home. But I want to ask you, with Auburn playing Georgia this weekend, definitely not an opponent that Georgia can overlook, whether it's Georgia this week or Auburn in the Iron Bowl, do you see this Auburn team upsetting either Georgia or Alabama and spoiling the SEC's hope of having two college football playoff teams?
0: No, I don't see them being able to pull the upset, honestly, Ricky. I, I think that we've seen a really, really good Georgia team They've only given the most points they've given up in a game is 28 points. That was to Missouri. That was in a win 53-28. I I think Georgia's defense is too good. It's they've been very dominant. They've been very, very good. They've been able to get things done. And then offensively, they've just been solid. They've been solid all around uh the football this year. And that's why they're currently number one. In uh, in the playoff poll, with Alabama, you know, a, a close two, but I I I don't think that this Georgia team is going to let up now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And you know, Auburn they've they've looked good uh, for the most part throughout this season. Jared Stidham has looked pretty solid at quarterback. He looked solid this past weekend against A uh, and M, twenty to twenty seven. Uh, over 250 yards, three touchdowns, it's very solid, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really big thing for Auburn is they stay in this ball game, they're competitive in this ball game only if they do not turn over the football. But Georgia's defense, I believe, is going to force some turnovers in that game and that's going to ultimately lead to them getting the win and I don't want to say running away with it, but certainly winning the contest.
1: Well, and I'm kind of on the same side. And I mean, I'm going to say that I'm not going to say that there's no chance. There's definitely a chance that Auburn could play spoiler to either Georgia or Alabama. I just don't see it happening though. And the reason why is kind of the same with you but a little different is let's look at Georgia for a hot second here. Undefeated on the season and really the closest game and whenever you hear People talk about this game and talk about Auburn in this game. They go, well, you know, the last time Georgia played a ranked opponent on the road, it was a one-point win over Notre Dame. However, the one thing that some people leave out, let's put the microscope on that game. That was Jake Fromm, Jake from State Fromm, as I like to call him. That was his first true start. That was the first game he was starting. The young quarterback getting thrown out there after the injury ever since it's been win after win after win. 42-14. I know it was only Sanford. But then you win 31-3 to thir- thirty-one to three over ranked Mississippi State. 41-0 over Tennessee. 45-14 over Vanderbilt. 52 points on Mizzou. 42 points on Florida. And then 24, like you mentioned, against South Carolina. And ever since that one-point loss... Georgia, or that one point win, it was a loss for Notre Dame, Georgia's been rolling. I don't think Auburn has what it takes to beat a Jake Fromm at this point in the season. If I'm talking week two, Jake Fromm, Fromm just getting that first start, then yeah, Auburn's got the tools to go ahead and beat them, but I think this Georgia team has kind of been rolling a little bit. Now, the thing that people are going to throw out there is besides that Notre Dame team, Mississippi State was ranked. They're not what we thought they were. Tennessee, they're a joke this season. Vanderbilt thought they were for real, but Alabama beat them down. Then Georgia beat them down. They're not for real. Mizzou's Mizzou. I don't care how how many times you beat the Florida skaters. Florida fired their head coach. Enough said there. And then South Carolina isn't a tough opponent at all. Like Not taking anything away from Georgia, but you can go through this schedule and say, Eh, is their side of the uh, SEC really that tough? However, the next opponent that we talk about in Alabama, they've been kind of doing the same thing, except they haven't had that close game that Georgia's had. It's kind of seemed that Alabama walks in, takes care of business, walks out, gets on the buses, and goes home. That's what it seems like for Alabama with their closest win coming this past week, 24-10 to 10 over LSU.
0: And quite honestly, Ricky, even when they have a win like that against LSU 24-10, to and actually their closest win mm. was the game against Texas, Texas A&M. A&M 27-19, I believe it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Even even when Alabama plays a game and they don't play that great, mm-hmm. they still look like that much of a better team. Yeah, Truly. I mean, they, they, they look like that much more of a sound team and everything like that, and I think mm-hmm. that that's exactly what's going to happen when Auburn... Uh, faces Alabama at home. I I am so confident in this Alabama Crimson Tide team every time they go out there and the reason mm-hmm. being they haven't given me a reason why not to be. You know, Jalen Hurts continues to be a a really good quarterback. He continues to develop. He continues to be able to uh be you know strong with his arm and be able to move with his legs on the ground. He moves the football. He moves the football, and he really doesn't turn the football over, Mm -hmm. and certainly not in crucial situations. This Alabama defense continues to be the best defense in the league. Georgia's defense close behind. Those two teams, they're tough opponents. Yes, you're lucky if you're the Auburn Tigers. You get them both at home. But I don't think we see the Auburn Tigers playing spoiler.
1: I'm going to say this. Although I said earlier, I agree with you. In the end, I think Georgia-Alabama get the win over Auburn, and we meet undefeated Georgia versus undefeated Alabama in the SEC title game. If you asked me, Ricky, which opponent, Georgia or Alabama, do you give Auburn a better shot to upset? I'm going to say Alabama. And the only reason why is I agree with you in the sense of Alabama's looked good this year. And they've just looked like a team where you expect them to win every single game this year. The whole thing with Nick Saban and the rat poison, we can make fun of it until we're blue in the face. It looks like it's working. Because like I said, it looks like this team comes into the stadium, takes care of business, gets on the bus, goes home. They don't let outside distractions get to them. Maybe like uh, James Franklin said, Penn State let the uh, outside distractions get to his team a little bit. However, the thing I look at between the two opponents, when you have a history like Alabama and Auburn do, yes, I know Alabama's owned that 45-35-1. I'm going to say that's owning because during my lifetime, it's basically been Alabama. It was Auburn for a hot while from 02 to 07, but ever since 2008, it's been all roll tide in the iron ball However, when you have that familiarity with a team, you have that rivalry, I give you a better fighting chance in that game than I do from the team from the opposite division in your same conference.
0: And I completely get where you're coming from there. It, it has been a close game in the past. It's been a really good game in the past, as we all know and we all remember uh, You know, a couple of certain plays. 2013
1: was the year with the field goal, right? Was that 2013? I can't
0: can't remember if it was 13 or if it was 14.
1: That was. It was the kick six. So that was the field goal. That is the last time that Auburn had beaten Alabama is when they returned that field goal for, what was it, over 100 yards from end zone to end zone to seal that victory 34-28. That was the last time Auburn has beaten Alabama. It's been Alabama ever since the last three years.
0: So Ricky, I would like to share with you very quickly an interesting thing. Right okay. now, the matchup predictor, Auburn is predicted to beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh fifty-one percent uh favorability going to Auburn. You take a look at again, for on Georgia's side, you know, we talk about the you know the defense and what they've done this season and how mm-hmm. dominant they've been in, in most of their games this year. Uh Jake Fromm has looked really, really good and he's been the guy who they've ridden. You know, yeah. Smart has gone with him uh completely, you and know. Just
1: thinking an injury to Eason, that doesn't happen. Fromm doesn't even get in the game.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um Fromm is creeping up on fifteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, four interceptions. He's taking care of the football for the most part. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is coming up on nine hundred yards. He has nine touchdowns on the season. The reason I'm saying those stats, this team is a very, very solid team. Nick Chubb has been very, very good this year. That was one of the things early on, that if Nick Chubb was able to be Nick Chubb or anywhere near the Nick Chubb that we've seen in the past this Mm -hmm. year, they were going to be good. He has, and they've been great. So I think if they continue to do that against Auburn, they're going to definitely get the win. Alabama, the way that they run those running backs, whether it's Williams, whether it's Scarborough, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that they weren't that great at doing this past weekend. LSU's defense pretty good against the run this this weekend. but and, and Nick Saban, that was one of his things, especially at halftime, that he was not happy about. He felt that they were ineffective and inconsistent when running the football, which they were. But it was still a game that Alabama was able to win 24-10. to 10. These teams, they win you know as much as they're able to put up points they also win because they are built on defense and they pride themselves on having a solid defense and both of them do georgia alabama do i i'm not saying i don't want to take away from auburn and be like ah well they're not that good that's Mm -hmm. that's not true auburn has looked much better this year than they have in years past to me but and I think that's a big addition because of uh, Jarrett Stidham. He's been a great addition for them. Yeah. But I still don't know if they have what it takes to take on these two monsters and come out with victories.
1: Well, and you said the key word. And the key word for me in this matchup, now jumping back like you did to Auburn and Georgia, the key word in this game is going to be defense. Both sides. Both sides going to come down to the defense because – First off, with Georgia, on their defense, they're going to have to be really good. And the reason why I say that is the only two teams to have beaten the Auburn Tigers so far this year, LSU, which, like you said, 24-10. We see them this week lose to Alabama 24-10. to And what we are talking about, not necessarily as, wow, LSU only put up 10 points. No, we're talking about, wow, Alabama only put up 24 points. That is a testament to the defense. Now, I know in that game, Crimson Tide fans are going to say, but we had, what, five players injured, and if they were healthy, we would have won by more. Okay, but I'm going to still give credit to LSU, really good defense. Then you look at the game that LSU played against Auburn. It was their defense that helped them win that game, 27-23. I believe that was a home game for LSU against Auburn, that's why Georgia's defense is going to have to create mistakes, get the ball into the hands of their quarterback and Jake Fromm, or yeah, Jake Fromm, then flipping on the other side, Auburn, they need to, in order to win this game, they need to force Fromm into mistakes. Need to force them into mistakes. So far, no team has really gotten the advantage Of Jake Fromm. One interception. It's the most he's ever thrown in one game. Notre Dame, Tennessee, Missouri, and Florida. The only teams to have picked off Jake Fromm. And it's usually one. One and done, and you're out of here. You're not getting two. If Auburn can get two, maybe even three interceptions on Jake Fromm. force mistakes from the young freshman quarterback. Then they'll be able to win this game. Whichever defense wins the matchup against the opposing quarterback will win this game because whatever, either if it's Stidham or Fromm, whichever one gets that extra advantage, will be the one to capitalize and win it for their team.
0: I want to go back to the the Georgia game against South Carolina this mm-hmm. past weekend. Georgia also won twenty four to ten against yep. South Carolina. Georgia also did not have their best game of the season. Mm-hmm. You know they were a little slow. From, again, no turnovers in this game. 196, two touchdowns, Chubb over 100 yards on the ground. They just, you know, got things done, went in, business as usual. They did not, you know, have anything flashy. Mm -hmm. But when you don't turn the football over, it totally helps. They turned over Bentley two times in that game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was sayonara for South Carolina. And flip that's the, and flip that's what Georgia. Scorers,
1: it's a different game.
0: And, and that's what Georgia can do mm-hmm. for you. So I, I I think that you know that's that's also something where 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 Georgia has the the upper hand coming into this matchup against Auburn. Their defense so sound. I I really like where they're where they're at defensively. Mm-hmm. Smart has really brought them to a solid place, especially after you know last year wasn't exactly what they you know what they wanted, they've really come to a really solid footing right now in uh, in 2017.
1: Well, and I mean, each kind
0: of—the
1: next three weeks are going to be very crucial for both teams. Either Georgia and Auburn, we'll focus on them because that's the matchup coming up this week because I was listening to Colin Cowherd today, and the one thing he had mentioned on Friday before this past weekend's games— is last week, this week, and the week after, he had dubbed Elimination Saturday. And his kind of philosophy was that you get the, when you get towards the rivalry part of the season, you get the game before, which some teams, you get that kind of attitude of they're looking forward to the rivalry game, overlook an opponent, get upset. Then you have the rivalry game. One team's got to lose. 50 50, one team has to lose that matchup. Then the game after were like we saw it this week with Ohio State coming off of that big rivalry game kind of comes in. I'm not going to say not prepared enough, but not with that same intensity that they had for the rivalry game could get upset right after. However, with Georgia and Auburn, they have an extra week tacked onto that because for Georgia last week, that 24-10, I'm going to slide it into that elimination. Maybe looking ahead A little bit to Auburn, ah, it's only South Carolina. Then you've got Auburn this week. Someone's got to lose. Then you've got Kentucky, where if you overlook them, they could upset you. But then right after, you have another rivalry game. I know it's non-conference, but you have another rivalry game at Georgia Tech, who's a really good team. For Auburn, it's a similar thing. They took care of business against Texas A&M. They have Georgia now. Louisiana Monroe, I don't expect to be. A huge problem, but you can never overlook them. I think it was Jackson State that almost defeated Auburn either last year or the year before, so anything's possible. But then that last game, Auburn even has to play Alabama. So the next three games from this week on for both of these two teams are going to be crucial because the next, I'm going to say, the this week and the last week are going to be the most crucial games on their schedule.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be important, you know, if you're if you're Georgia, you want to take care of business here. If you're Auburn, you really want to get a win here, especially knowing that Alabama's coming up. I mean, I don't I don't Auburn's 14 right now. Mm-hmm. They're I mean, that's that's just in the polls. I don't think they're really anywhere mm-hmm. close or near a playoff spot. I mean, I'm sure we've seen uh, you know weirder and stranger things happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, even if even if Auburn, honestly, Ricky, I don't know if Auburn beat Georgia and beat Alabama, if they'd still be able to. I was just to gonna, do it. I, I don't know. I mean, that. I know that that's. I know that that's literally thinking mm-hmm. the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. But you already have two losses. If you beat Georgia and you beat Bama, I, I, I don't know. I don't think. I still don't think that they can make
1: it. Let me put it this way. This is going to be me spitballing here. The thing that also that when I was listening to Colin Coward today that he said, and I went, yes, I totally agree with you. Did you go like that? Yes. I went, yes, I totally agree with you, is he was talking about the playoff. And he said that the thing that baffles him is every single year, these first rankings for the playoffs come out and people go, oh, can you believe this? This is never. It's like this happened last year. Oh, this happened two years ago. It's the same thing every year. Something happens and we treat it like it's never happened before or it's so shocking. And that's why even last week I said when we talked about the rankings, don't put too much stock into them because these ones don't matter. Like this is just for us to get those first rankings out there and actually be able to talk about playoffs and talk about positioning and jockeying and what the committee can do I look at Auburn and let's look at this. This this could possibly like this could be the setup for if if they win out, and that means win the SEC title. They would win against Georgia, they would beat Alabama. And then guess what? Because the East is the East, guess who they would beat a second time if they won out? Georgia. Because let's say Georgia loses to Auburn, beats Kentucky, they're 6-1. and The next team is South Carolina. Guess what, Georgia? Congratulations. You're in the SEC title game right now. You could lose to Kentucky and still be there. You could lose your next two and still be there. You can lose your next three, still be there. So if Auburn was going to win out, they'd have a win over Georgia, who's number one right now. They would then have a win over Alabama, who guess what? If Alabama beats Georgia, Alabama's number, or if Auburn beats Georgia, Alabama's number one, and barring them losing, they would beat, they'd be legend killers and beat number one and number one, and then they'd get to play Georgia again. And if they beat Georgia again, that could only solidify their resume. So I would say that Auburn is a sneaky team, sneaky team. To make it, but do I see them making it? No, I see them maybe at best beating one of Georgia and Auburn, and that's a best-case scenario.
0: Georgia and Alabama.
1: Yeah, Georgia and Alabama. Beating one of those two teams, that's your best-case scenario. I don't see you beating Georgia, then beating Alabama, then beating Georgia again. If you beat Georgia and then beat Alabama, my money would be on Georgia would get you the second time around, and then all hell would break loose.
0: If you beat Georgia... And you beat Alabama, mm-hmm. and you beat Georgia again. I think I would just go streaking th- through the streets. <laughs> I mean, that's how. confident... If, ha- if it happens,
1: how, can we, can we how say com- that was on tape?
0: That's how confident I am. Right. It will not.
1: All right, happen. if it happens, you heard it here. We'll get that on the channel. We'll we'll blur the parts out. Don't worry. We'll put the yeah. black.
0: Yeah. We'll, yeah, you'll you'll we'll put you'll the have tiny
1: the, black, and you'll for have you. the
0: part there where the cops are <laughs> tasing me.
1: Well, you got to do it. Uh, you got to do it like Will Ferrell from Old School. It's streaking, and we're just gonna have a camera on you, just like old school. But this is where I want to turn it on to you guys. Let us know what do you guys think? Does Auburn have it in them to kind of put a little spoiler on the SEC's hope for the college football playoff to both have Alabama and Georgia in that 14 playoff? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Brandon, let's move on into our next topic. And we're going to look at the big matchup coming up this weekend. And I know that the college football playoff rankings haven't come out as we're recording this on Monday. So, right now, it has to sit with number three, Notre Dame, against number 10, Miami. I'm going to be plain and simple. Right now, Notre Dame is a 61 point favorite on ESPN to win this game. A what? 61, not point percent favorite. 61% Sixty-one percent favorite. Sixty-one
0: I, point favorite. I saw. Holy God!
1: I saw your eyes get big. I meant percent. Sixty. Miami fans can stop typing. I meant percentage. It's sixty-one point one percent favorite to win this game. I'll ask you this: When it comes to the college football playoff, who needs this win more? The Catholics or the convicts?
0: The Catholics. The Catholics need this win more. They have one loss already mm-hmm. on their resume. To Georgia, I get it, but that would be two losses then. Mm-hmm. Yes, to two good teams, but that would then put Miami at nine and zero, and you at eight and two. Doesn't look as good at eight and two. The thing with Miami, if they lose one. All right, there's plenty of one loss teams out there mm-hmm. and there's starting to be more two loss teams out there. Yeah. So you're still in an okay position to make a run then to get to the playoff. Because you'd then have Virginia and you'd have Pitt. That would be two wins mm-hmm. for me, in my opinion. So you could be ten and one. Not bad. So, the factor, though, for you know, Notre Dame is you lose. Again, like I said, I, I really think that that hurts you. Right now, you're in a golden position. Golden
1: position. No pun intended. <laughs> no, I really wasn't, but that's fun.
0: <laughs> you have now played some good games mm-hmm. on your schedule. You lose to Georgia early in the season 20 to 19. I don't think anyone thought that it was going to be as big of a game as it is right now when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Georgia being the number 1 team in the playoff at this point. You whoop up on USC, number 11 team at the time, but certainly not 11 worthy. Let's put that out there. 49-14 the final score there. NC State, number 14 at the time. Very worthy of that uh, that spot at 14. You beat them 35 to 14. You play Wake Forest, you win only, to me, you only win 48 37. You, gave, you let them score 37 points. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going, eh. But now you play Miami on the road in Miami. And how's the weather going to be? Sloppy conditions, good conditions. <laughs> You know I don't know I don't know, I don't know what kind soon. of con- I don't know what kind of conditions it's going to be, but I've seen that that field get ripped up and torn up pretty badly mm-hmm. and you're not able to cut like you want to cut. you can't make the throws that you want to throw uh, and it's it gets to be a real interesting slop fest. Conditions will be interesting, but this is going to be a good, good football game.
1: I hope it's a good game.
0: but again, going back to your original question. I think Notre Dame needs this win more because a loss to put them at two losses, it, 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 bumps them from the playoff.
1: Well, and here's the thing that I'm thinking of. And the thing that I think of is it really depends on what else happens in the landscape of college football, because my knee jerk reaction just without even thinking about anything else is what you would say. Notre Dame. Because if you go to two losses, then that's going to hurt you. And then they go into it further if, let's say, TCU beats Oklahoma and then they play each other in the Big 12. I'm just spitballing possible scenarios. If TCU beats Oklahoma, but then Oklahoma plays TCU again in their title game and beats TCU, that's A, going to create a just circle of madness between those two teams for who gets in. But then both of them are at two losses. If Ohio State, if, let's be honest, Ohio State or Michigan State win the Big Ten title, that's a Big Ten title team with two losses. So I look at that. If that scenario happens, not the end of the world for Notre Dame. However, we know what the committee likes in the end. That Notre Dame can't have because it's an independent, and that's conference championship. If you have the conference championship, you have a little bit of a leg up when it comes to other teams. And me and you have discussed that before, that we both are in agreement that Notre Dame eventually needs to join a conference because it's only going to benefit them. I know Sean Anderson, fighting Irish fan, he is totally on the other side. They shouldn't join a conference. They should stay independent. But... Look at the side of Miami. Right now, them and I'm gonna say Wisconsin are in very similar boats.
0: I would I wanted to bring very up very similar
1: boats. I mean, both of them are undefeated or were undefeated last year, still undefeated now, and they were ranked nine and ten. Nine and ten. And I know with Miami, it's a little bit different than Wisconsin because this pan, like this week. They've finally played a rank, ranked opponent. Wisconsin still has not played a ranked opponent. Hashtag new fake ID. However, Wisconsin could have a chance to play either a Michigan State that might climb in the rankings, Ohio State, depending on how those two play this, this next weekend. The big thing is Miami might need this win more than Notre Dame, and the reason being is, if Miami, let's say, loses this one, and then wins out, let's say Wisconsin, lo- let's say the Wisconsin loses to a two-loss team from the other side, and they only have one loss. What if the committee, and this is all the committee, they can do whatever they want, but I'm just throwing this out. What if they finally say, hey, you know what? I know this team won the conference championship, but they got two losses. This other team has one loss. Let's compare the two one-loss teams and see how they go up together. If Miami has a win like this on the resume, it will only help them if they get paired up between themselves and Wisconsin because that's what I think Miami is This is basically Miami saying, okay, we're going to take out a team that's in our way first off. If they beat Notre Dame, they don't have to worry about them being in there. And then if they win out, they'll be above TCU, above Penn State, above Ohio State, above Oklahoma, I believe, because all those teams have losses. And then they'd also be above Clemson because they would need to beat Clemson in the ACC title game to go undefeated. The big question will then be what's their resume like with Wisconsin? You might be sitting there, well, Ricky, we have two teams from the SEC right now, one from Alabama. They'd both be in there. However, for Miami, it's not a sense of, will they get in over Wisconsin? It will be, who who would you rather play? An Alabama team that might be number one or the number two team, no matter who they may be.
0: Well... I'll tell you what is that if Notre Dame loses.
1: Mm -hmm. Depends on how much. If they lose another one-point game, I'd put them at five or six maybe.
0: But I'm still saying, though, if they lose Mm -hmm. and then you have a team like Oklahoma Mm -hmm. beat a TCU, Oklahoma's going to be in. If you have Wisconsin... Continue to win. I understand no team that they're playing right now is a ranked team until if they, the Big Ten title. Game. Exactly. If they beat an Iowa,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we saw what Iowa did to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. It was well, well it was good. And but I mean, it was it was bad. And but who knows what they, happened?
1: Iowa could be twenty five this week.
0: Could yes. So let's say let's say that's Iowa. Let's yeah. say that they're they're like they're, they're ranked on the on the very bubble. Yeah. Um, then you play uh, Minnesota at, to end it, and then you have you have Michigan in between there. Mm-hmm. You have Michigan, then Minnesota. Michigan team, that's not that good. You have a Minnesota team that's not that good. If If Wisconsin beats all three of those teams, goes undefeated in the regular season, goes to the Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. and whoever you play, you beat them, Wisconsin could be the only team From the Big Ten that goes. Mm -hmm. Because you could then have, let's say, Georgia and Alabama, they take care of all their business. And let's say that Georgia loses to Alabama in the title game. Georgia is still in there, I think. Georgia is still in there. no, they are. Alabama, Georgia, and then I'm just saying if Notre Dame lost, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. if they beat TCU, take care of their business, and then Wisconsin. And Notre Dame doesn't make it. Well,
1: here's another thing I'm looking at, and this is, this is on the side of Miami, and I just want to throw this out there, is, I mean, record kind of has something to do with it, but really it comes down to what you said last week when we talked about the rankings. I don't care what the win-loss is. Give me the four best teams. Give me the four best teams in college football. And I know that many people are going to say, well, Ricky, they lost to Iowa. They looked really bad. I don't think Ohio State is dead in the water. Penn State, I think, is.
0: Penn State they're, is dead in the water.
1: They're lost dead in the water. Ohio State, though, I don't think they are dead in the water. Because the here's the only reason why. They still have a game against ranked Michigan State, so they can say, hey, we beat our side—we beat our two top dogs in the Big Ten East for our side, kind of as a redemption story. Our loss was against a a top-five team at the time in Oklahoma. Now, in order for this to happen, they would, A, have to win out. That would mean beating a Wisconsin team that would be in the top ten, maybe even the top five— Really quickly, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. So what
1: this would also mean is the Big 12 would have to pay a huge part because if that scenario I just mentioned, if let's say TCU beats Oklahoma this week, then those two play each other and Oklahoma beats TCU, both of those teams are at two losses. I know Oklahoma has the tiebreaker over, um, well, technically the tiebreaker, over Ohio State but they would both be at two losses. Miami then would be sitting there if let's say they lost to Notre Dame, let's just look at that alone. If the committee goes okay, it's either Oklahoma Ohio State or Miami. Let's just throw Ohio, uh, let's just throw Oklahoma to the side right now. If I'm just looking at Ohio State and Miami, you would look at it and let's say Notre Dame's the only loss. So this means that both Ohio State and Miami have won their side of their, well, won their conference, you would look at it and go, okay, Miami beat number 13. They beat, right now it's a top four. We don't know what's going to happen to Clemson as these rankings shift and move. And they lost to a top five. Where you look at Ohio State, they would beat, Right now it's 24, but Michigan State could rise to a late teens and be a kind of in there, the teen area, so similar to a Virginia Tech win. You beat the number two team at the time, which could be like your Clemson win that Miami hypothetically in this situation would have, and then both team would have a top five loss. Who would you pick?
0: I would pick Ohio State. Exactly. It's the way you exactly. play them. It's the way exactly. you beat them. Exactly. That is that how is, it is. That is That's why— how it should be.
1: That is why no matter what side of the argument you are here, I think that this question of Notre Dame or Miami, who needs it more, it's completely objective. But objective is what I'm looking for, right? There's no right answer. It's basically what I'm saying. There is no right answer because both teams, depending on how everything could shape out, this win— could be crucial, crucial to either side. Either side could use this win depending on how it mapped out because, like Miami, I need this win to beat in Ohio State even if Ohio State has two losses because of how they beat teams. I know they lost to Iowa.
0: Subjective, I believe it is. Subjective. I had to That's look it up. I, I think it's I, subjective.
1: I think, it, I think you're right because I when I said objective, I think I'm wrong. This answer is if subjective. If you look at something
0: objectively, then— yeah. yeah.
1: So, basically, no right or wrong answer, I think. If you say Notre Dame, you have every right in the world to believe that. If you say Miami, every right in the world to believe that. That is what it comes to this question. Because Notre Dame, they need it to stay alive. They do. I think if they they lose dead in the water, they're not going to... Because they won't have the conference championship part to combat with teams. Miami's is, I need this just in case this happens. In case this... One scenario happens. That's why I need this win.
0: I'll tell you what, though, is that you said you do not believe that Ohio State is dead in the water right mm-hmm. now. I think they're in a really bad place. They're in a bad after place after losing. But, not dead. but here, after losing on the road at mm-hmm. Iowa again, I would have picked I pick them over in your scenario. I pick them over Miami because of the way they beat number two. Mm -hmm. But I would also pick them to go bye-bye because of the way they lost on the road Mm -hmm. to an unranked Iowa. Well,
1: and that's the thing. Right now, even like in our top 10 that we're going to release or have released as this video has come out after it, this week, Ohio State could fall out of the top 10. They could go to 11 or 12. But yet again— it's not about the rankings coming into Week 11. It's, no, it's not. It's about the rankings after the conference championship. Those are the only ones that count. It is. Those are the That's ones. That's why Nick Saban's a fucking genius with the rat poison thing.
0: Those are the. Those are truly the ones that that matter the most. Mm-hmm. But I think though. At the same time, and I'll kind of give the discussion, the argument for last year, where I think Oklahoma, if they wouldn't have started so low in the rankings to begin with when we started this whole playoff process Mm -hmm. in terms of, okay, the first playoff ranking when it came out, Oklahoma was too low. They were way too far away, and I think that that was one of the problems there. If they would have been closer, they ended up being almost right out on the cusp of being a playoff team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If they would have been closer, they could have gotten there.
1: And here's the thing also, and this is going to be, we're, we, and yet again, as I'm going to say this, before the words even get out of my mouth, Brandon, the first thing I think of is, huh, somebody on ESPN said this last year. I believe I said this last year and the year before and the first year we had the playoff. I wonder if how the committee picks this year if this will change how teams do their schedule. Look at Miami. They've got Notre Dame, a non-conference opponent, at number three. They didn't have to schedule Notre Dame. Now, I know at the beginning of the year, no one thought Notre Dame was going to be a top-three team. However, look at Ohio State. We want Oklahoma. We're going to play Oklahoma. But then you look at Wisconsin, nothing. No top-five team, no ranked team. So I wonder if the committee in the end let's say even if Miami loses this game to Notre Dame if any of these teams Miami Ohio State or Oklahoma are paired up against Wisconsin if the committee goes yeah but these teams went out of the conference and played someone that was a quality opponent where you didn't
0: yeah i i have to say you know looking at Wisconsin's schedule truly i mean mm-hmm. looking at their schedule from the beginning where they play cupcake and cupcake 2 um, and then Cupcake Three, and then they get into their their regular. I mean, there was there was nothing. You're at USU, FAU, and BYU. Mm-hmm. Too many U's. Okay, <laughs> too many U's. They use guys. Um, but then you go into your you know your your regular your your conference, mm-hmm. and they're really the competition's just not there. So you couldn't even schedule one decent opponent outside of your conference, it's very, very unfortunate. It's almost disappointing. Mm -hmm. It's almost disappointing. And if you're a Wisconsin Badger fan, will you say at the end of the season, if your team, let's say your team, goes undefeated or has one loss and does not make the playoff, will you look back and as a fan say, I'm really disappointed that we did not have a good team scheduled on this schedule. Mm-hmm. Will you, as a fan, will you be upset about that? Because that's what's going to hold you back. That's what's going to hold you back. And and you know what? It, it almost is one of those things where, okay, maybe your schedule doesn't look as, maybe your record doesn't look as good then because maybe you lost to one of those teams, but If you were competitive against them, I mean, look at where Notre Dame is right now. Mm -hmm. If they were able to win out right now, I think that they're going to continue to remain a playoff team. Their one loss would then be a one-point loss to Georgia. Mm -hmm. So if Wisconsin could have had somebody else with some level of competition that was at their level or higher on their schedule, they played them. They either beat them, they played them well, they played them close, that still has you as an opportunity and a possibility to be a playoff team if you can take care of everything else on your schedule. It is disappointing, though, when a team does not put those types of games Mm -hmm. on their schedule. It's, It's really disappointing because at the end of the day, all you're doing is hurting yourself because a cupcake season is nice for your record, But if you don't make it to the playoff and there's no chance of bringing home the hardware and all you're going to is a fun bowl game, well, I mean, how much really does that matter?
1: Well, and the one thing that you said that I totally believe is if Notre Dame loses this game to Miami, I don't believe Notre Dame fans look back at this game and go, oh, what if we would have had that? They're going to look back at that Georgia game and go, if only we could have gotten out of there with a win, we would have been in the playoff. Or we would have, this would have happened, that would have happened. They're not going to look at this game. They will look back to that Georgia game and look at that one and go, that's the team we should have had. This should have been our only loss. Georgia should have been a win. But I want to dish it on to you guys now. Tell us down below, who. first off, who needs to win more? Notre Dame, Miami, why do you think so? Then let us know about all the other college football playoff stuff. I
0: know this because yeah, we went all around well, then too.
1: This is going to come out after the rankings. We're obviously recording this on Monday, like we usually do. Let us know what you guys think because the, the scenarios can change and will change as we get from now to the start of the college football playoff. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Brandon, let's continue our podcast before we make our picks. We're going to be looking at the Big Twelve, big matchup in the Big Twelve. We got number eight TCU. Well, at the moment, because we're recording this on Monday, yes. we're looking at number eight TCU, number five right now, Oklahoma. Both are eight and one overall. Both are five and one in the conference. I know TCU fans are going to get mad how we phrase this question. Or are probably already tip, tip typing away in the comment section. But can TCU end Oklahoma's playoff hopes? Can they end them right here and go? You done.
0: Can they? Yes. Will they? With the, with the defense that TCU has played for most of the season, mm-hmm. and if they're able to slow an Oklahoma team that's averaging 45 points a game, they could do that. But after what we saw this past weekend in Bedlam— No defense. No defense. Unbelievable. Well, and you know what's the funniest part
1: about that game? Don't mean to cut you off, but I was watching that game with Sean and Dave before the UFC um, 217 um, fights were starting. And Dave, I think it was Dave was like, oh my God, this game is like so much offense. And I kept saying, yeah, it's the Big 12. They don't play defense. Don't worry. It's the Big 12. They don't play defense. Like defense is something foreign to a Big 12 team. However, who has a good defense and who actually plays defense, I'll give you a hint. It's Gary Patterson and the Horn They play defense. I mean, 24-7, 14-7, 0.6 points, 24-31. The most they've let an opponent score was SMU, and that was 36.
0: I'll be honest with you. The thing that, that, that would worry me the most in this game is the fact that Oklahoma, on average, gives mm-hmm. up 28 points per game. Yeah. 28 points per game. That's not good. Mm-hmm. They only gave up 16 to a Ohio State team that can be very potent at times. But even though they won the game this past week, they gave up over 50 points. Mm-hmm. They gave up over 50 points. Well, and- that's That is unbelievable. I do think, though... That if TCU is able to come in and play the type of defense that they played against Oklahoma State, they can win this game. Mm -hmm. But only if they play that type of defense. Otherwise, we've seen what Baker Mayfield can do. Baker, Daddy Mayfield. Can
1: do. Is that his real nickname? Am I missing something? Here? It's gotta
0: be. I mean, it's gotta be. Did you see what he did last weekend? It's gotta be.
1: Well, I, I he, he's really good at planting flags. That's what I hear. I hear he's really good it. at planting flags and putting them right into the I, I hear when he's done with college, he's gonna try to become the Florida State mascot because, you know, the spear, He can really plant that spear right into the field each and every game. But all joking aside. If TCU wants to win this game, and I'm going to look at the TCU side, they need to watch tape of the Cyclone-Sooner game, the only loss for Oklahoma, because there's two glaring things you need to do to beat Oklahoma. Number one, Mr. Kenny Hill, you got to be perfect. You can't throw an interception. You cannot throw an interception. You cannot give Baker Mayfield more chances. The more chances you give Baker Mayfield, the more chances you're going to lose this game. Number two, the defense needs to win the turnover battle because you look at the Cyclones. They lost the yardage battle. They lost the time of possession battle. Hell, they even lost the first down battle. You know what battle they did not lose? The turnover battle. I know it was one to nothing, but they won the turnover battle. Their quarterback played strong. Those are the two things you need. You need strong quarterback play from Kenny Hill. We can't have an Iowa State game from Kenny Hill again where you're only putting up one score and your defense needs to come and force turnovers on Baker Mayfield. If you do those two things, you'll walk away on top after Week 11.
0: If TCU, one thing this past weekend that Oklahoma was able to do and what they had success doing is getting guys wide open streaking down the field. You I mean, th- it was it happen. was it was blown coverage multiple times, at mm-hmm. least three different times that led to three different scores by the Oklahoma State defense. They mm-hmm. were bad, um, but if TCU doesn't allow that, if they have, uh, if they don't allow an Oklahoma State, uh, oh, excuse me, an Oklahoma Sooner to get down mm-hmm. the field wide open, streaking wide open, literally throwing hands up all alone mm-hmm. and catching the football, and they have coverage on every single guy, every single play, they don't allow someone to get behind them, I think TCU can win this game. I think TCU can win this game because Oklahoma has been able to thrive on being able to catch guys getting wide open so many times this season. And certainly so many times in that game this past weekend. But also, the thing that's also very, very, very scary about Oklahoma is they score like that. Mm -hmm. They score in two seconds.
1: I'm going to say this. And the thing about this game, this is going to be our Big 12 championship. Basically, because of last week, this is going to be our Big 12 championship. Because, I mean, I know what people are going to say, but, Ricky, if TCU loses, they'll have two losses. Yes, they'll have the tiebreaker over um, over the Cowboys, but they won't have the tiebreaker over Iowa State. Ha ha ha. The reason why is now the game between the Cowboys and the Cyclones this weekend, super, or not this, yeah, this weekend, super important. Most important game. Because if I'm TCU, if I'm a fan, because the players obviously you're focusing on just your game, or should be, rat poison. However, if I'm a TCU fan, I am looking at that Oklahoma State-Iowa State game, and I'm going, I'm cheering for the Cowboys. Because if the Cowboys beat Iowa State, I don't think TCU loses again this year. I don't think they lose to TC, or Texas Tech. I don't think they lose to Baylor, although Baylor, congratulations, you beat an FCS team in Kansas. I'm, I know we just had Patrick on, and he's like, you can't talk bad about my Kansas Jayhawks. I think he was just talking about basketball, though, so I think it's okay <laughs> if I make fun of the Jayhawk football team. Baylor, though, I don't think will beat TCU. So even if TCU loses this game— If Oklahoma State wins this weekend against the Cyclones, we will most likely be looking at Sooners and Horn Frogs in the Big 12 title game.
0: Do we see, okay, if Oklahoma beats TCU this Mm -hmm. weekend, do you think West Virginia is a threat at all in the final game of the regular season?
1: Yes. I kind of want to say yes. The only reason is... Let me pull up West Virginia's schedule really quick because I didn't have theirs up. Um, So with them, they've beaten Iowa State, which is good. They haven't played, or they lost to Oklahoma State. So if you would have won that game, it would have been a lot clearer. But I do think that if I'm Oklahoma, you can't overlook them. And if TCU wins this game, then we're looking at a completely different outcome because— Oklahoma, yet again, it comes if Oklahoma State beats Iowa State, then Oklahoma's like, phew, we don't have to worry about the team that beat us. However, you would be two losses. West Virginia would be two losses. If West Virginia beat you, it would create a a weird triangle in the Big Ten where Oklahoma's beaten Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia, but West Virginia beat Oklahoma. It would create a weird triangle to say which one. And then TCU would just be sitting there going, you know what? You guys settle it and then come talk to us. Whenever you guys pull straws or rock, paper, scissors, or figure out who wants to come play us, just whoever wins comes and plays us. Just deal deal with it on your own. It'd be really hard to kind of figure out the tiebreaker for who would you think would be in there. But if and and also another thing that kind of plays in that if West Virginia beats Oklahoma, even if Iowa wins, it or Iowa State wins, it creates a weird triangle because they beat Oklahoma.
0: It really does. But Ricky, how about this? We're talking about a potential mm-hmm. five, five teams mm-hmm. that I don't want to be saying they're all in the mix, because they're not yeah. necessarily all in the mix, but that are all competitive Mm -hmm. here in the Big 12 this year. And I know that's getting a little bit away from TCU, Oklahoma specifically, but we're talking about a Big 12 conference that has been strong.
1: Well, and it's only because the only reason we're having this conversation this year is because of the Big 12 title game coming back. And thank you for the Big 12 for finally listening, listening to me and bringing the game back just to you. If you're a power five conference, It should be a mandated rule in college football. If you're a Power 5 conference, you should have a title game in your conference. If you do not, your team can't make the playoff. That's how it should be. Thank you for the Big 12 for bringing it back. But that's the only reason we're having this conversation, because let's be completely honest. If we didn't have a title game and it was like last year, you know what discussion we're having right now about this TCU-Oklahoma game? We're not asking, oh, can TCU end Oklahoma's title hopes. We're asking who's going to win the Big 12. Because if without the title game, whoever would have won this game or whoever would win this game would win the Big 12 based off of the records that we have upon us. Because Oklahoma, like Oklahoma, if TCU wins, I don't see them losing the other two. They would only have one loss. They would win the Big 12. So that's why having the big 10 or uh, the big 12 title game allows us to have this conversation and still keep two lost teams like the Cowboys, Mountaineers and Cyclones in the discussion.
0: All I can say is that we've got ourselves a very very good game coming up Saturday night in Oklahoma. It's it's going to be a hard-fought game. I definitely don't expect it to be as high-scoring as this past weekend's game mm-hmm. that we saw it it uh it's not going to be 6252 i don't even know if we get into the 50s it may even be a game in the 30s it's going to be a close game
1: spoiler alert 3128 TCU there i gave you my pick i i don't care if i spoil it 3128 horn frogs on top
0: that, well that's i'm going to come away with i'm going to wait on my that, pick
1: like i am confident in TCU in this one and basically it's also another thing of I've been riding TCU all year. I've been in their corner. I'm not going to ditch them now. I am not going to ditch TCU when the chips are against them. I didn't do the same for Ohio State against Penn State. I'm not going to do the same thing to TCU. Or I am going to do the same thing with TCU. I'm going to back them in this one. And if things are similar to the Big Ten, which they might be, Penn State fans, I told you so, that would mean TCU would get the win. Over Oklahoma, any final thoughts you've got on the Big Twelve or this game between Oklahoma and TCU?
0: It's definitely a game I'm going to be watching. Right next to uh Primetime on Fox, I would say right next to uh, Notre Dame Miami.
1: Prime time on Fox is the Notre Dame Miami game at the same time. I want to say it was seven o'clock. Okay, yeah, this one's a seven o'clock Central timer on. Fox. So let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. You got TCU. You got Oklahoma. What do you think is going to happen? It says five. It said seven. Or, no, it says game. seven right now. So it is seven it, said five, seven.
0: it said five a minute ago. Now it says f- seven. I
1: don't know. We'll find out on Saturday. But you guys let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Brandon, it's time to do what we always do here on the Primetime Podcast, and that is make our picks. We're making picks And yet again, Ricky's lazy and has not ordered the. You said you were going to get them. I will. We'll get them by. I will. We'll get them come playoff time. Oh, good. (laughs) We'll get them when the upset specials aren't there. We'll get them for basketball season. That's what we'll do. But this is where we kind of uh, pick the games that are going on this week, and uh, we kind of let you know what we think. And the first one is a Friday night matchup, which, Brandon, I'm completely against. The only reason why we have a system. In the football world. NFL has Thursday. Sometimes it's some lesser college games. We don't care about. Have Thursday. Friday is for the high schoolers. We give the high schoolers their day. Saturday is for college. Sunday and Monday are for the NFL. Rinse and repeat. Washington at number 12. 21 Stanford. Are playing on Friday. Didn't know they were high schools. I guess they are. Washington. Washington six and a half point favorite
0: who you got I'm gonna go with Washington uh, to take this one against Stanford Stanford they have to me fallen off a little bit you know we're looking a little bit better earlier in the season Washington Washington has not been obviously as good as they were last year only one loss mm-hmm. but uh, I think Washington goes into California and gets the W
1: I'm gonna go with Stanford in this one I'm going with the Upset special with ranking and with the line. I'm going with the Stanford Cardinal to beat Washington by three points. They're going to beat them by three points on a last-second field goal. Then we go into the Saturday games. We've got, first off, Big Ten matchup. It's an early one. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff time here in the central time zone. 24 Michigan State, 6 Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Fifteen point favorites, Brandon. I'm going with the Buckeyes. How about you?
0: I'm going with the Buckeyes as well. Completely embarrassed last weekend. Michigan State with a good win over Penn State by three points. But Ohio State at home in Columbus, the horseshoe's gonna be rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get the win.
1: Then we've got another Big Ten matchup. Rutgers, a scary Rutgers team at four and five. They got two wins, three wins in the Big Ten or Big Ten. That's a shocker to me that they got three wins, although we did mention during the preview they should be improved this year. They're going into Beaver Stadium to play the Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State's a 31-point favorite. You hitting the button? You hitting the button for four conference wins for Rutgers?
0: No, I'm not completely crazy. Uh, Penn State, though, how far they have fallen. Mm Mm-hmm. So sad, really. Um, but I told you guys; Penn you guys S- didn't want to believe oh, me. Oh yeah, okay. I said um, they would
1: lose to Ohio State. So did half of the fucking country.
0: <laughs> you know what the other half said? Penn State. Penn. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No, the other <laughs> half. Incredible.
1: Said, the other half said, "I don't care."
0: <laughs> uh, there was probably a small quarter. Who are you picking? Penn State.
1: Yeah, you got it. I mean, I'm not even that crazy to pick Rutgers, even though I think it would be amazing. If Rutgers won this game and went terrible. to five and five, I don't think it'd be terrible. You'd see Rutgers coming back to back to the like they were in the Greg Schiano days. The the didn't Doug Martin go to Rutgers? Wasn't he a Rutgers guy? I believe. I think he was a Rutgers guy. I'm gonna have to look that up.
0: I know that Greg Schiano then went me, to the Bucks. I
1: will I will look it up. While you pick eleven Oklahoma State, the Cowboys that you love, they're near and dear to your heart, mainly because you picked them as a playoff team at the <laughs> beginning of the year. They are going into Ames, Iowa, to play number fifteen Iowa State Cowboys six and a half favorites. Who you
0: got? I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Is and, and Iowa State did not lose uh, by much last week to West Virginia. But I did predict that Iowa State was going to come down a little bit off of the high that they were riding on. Not in any bad way. 20-16, to 16, not a bad loss at all, on, especially on the road. But Oklahoma State, I know they're coming into Ames. Oklahoma State can put up a whole lot of points. Mason Rudolph has been having himself a very, very nice season. That's going to be a whole lot for Iowa State to be able to handle yeah, it will be a good game. I, Oklahoma State though.
1: And I was completely wrong. Doug Martin was a Boise State running back, so I don't I don't know why I thought Greg
0: Schiano because he was he was with um Rutgers
1: and then he went to the NFL with uh Tampa Bay. He was he was the head coach of Rutgers and then he went to be the head coach of Tampa Bay. I don't know why I thought that he
0: was at Stanford. But you're thinking of David Shaw. Well, I'm not, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) Whatever. I'm really not, Ricky. Moving along.
1: I'm going to go upset special, although I kind of don't want it to happen because I kind of want TCU to win the Big 12. I'm going upset special. Iowa State, almost said Ohio State. Iowa State going to beat the Cowboys at home in Ames. Then we've got usually teams we don't talk about, but they keep staying in the rankings We've got Connecticut three and six. We've got number eighteen Central Florida, perfect eight and zero. They're a thirty seven point favorite. I'm going with the Golden Knights. How about you, B? Going U- you?
0: Going UCF?
1: There's like, and I'm gonna ask you this question, and I'm just this is the only time we're gonna talk about it. You ready? Is there a chance that we get legit people petitioning for UCF to be in the playoff if they go undefeated all the way through? No. No. Brandon's looking at me like, is that a a real question? If it came down to Georgia, a one-loss Georgia or an undefeated (laughs) Golden Knight team, who would (laughs) you put in?
0: Oh, Georgia all the way.
1: The next game. I mentioned Georgia. We're picking an SEC game. We're going up against Arkansas, who I believe they won, but they almost lost or they did lose to Coastal Carolina. It was a bad game. Brett Bielema should be fired. They're going into Baton Rouge to play the LSU Tigers. LSU is a 17 and a half point favorite. Go Tigers. They're getting the win.
0: Going LSU. They didn't play a terrible game last week against Alabama. Uh They only scored 10 points, but they only gave up 24 to a potent Alabama offense. LSU in this one.
1: Yeah. Arkansas, they did beat Coastal Carolina. 39 to 38. You're done. You're not in the SEC anymore. I don't know what conference you belong into now. We're pulling your SEC card, and I think Brett Bielema should be fired from Arkansas. Then we're going ACC. We got number 20 NC State going to try to come back from their loss to Clemson, playing Boston College, who's been improved this year. NC State, only a three-point favorite. Who you got, B?
0: I'm going to go NC State in this one. A, a tough loss last week in a game that they probably could have won. Played really, really well. I think they come into Massachusetts and get the win.
1: I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going with the Wolf Pack as well. Although, there's a little bit of me that wants to hit that upset special button, but I am not going to do it. Then we have another close game, an ACC game, number 13, Virginia Tech. Going up against Georgia Tech, VT's only a three-point favorite. However, you know me, VT, my second favorite team, going with the Hokies. How about you?
0: Going to go upset special in this one. They're at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech just coming off of that loss Mm -hmm. to Miami. Georgia Tech's that kind of sneaky team, especially with how they run their offense. I think that they're going to just sneak away with this win.
1: And then the big game we talked about earlier, Brandon. We mentioned this game at the beginning of the podcast. Number one, Georgia. Number 14, Auburn. As of right now, of recording this, Georgia's a two and a half point favorite. Who do you got, Bulldogs or Tigers?
0: Georgia. Their defense is too good. Jared Stidham is good. He's going to struggle against this defense come Saturday.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Georgia as well. I've got Georgia on the mind in this one. However, do not count out the Auburn Tigers in this game. Then we have a game that I was really excited for at the beginning of the season. Then DeAndre Francois got injured. Now I'm not excited for it at all. we got Florida State on the road in Clemson. Clemson's a 17-point favorite. I'm going with the Tigers. Are you going to pick the upset? Are you going to go with Florida State? No. Like you might You might have at the beginning of the year.
0: No, Clemson, all the way. And
1: I just want Clemson fans to know, the the Clemson fans that keep commenting, which I love your comments, keep doing it. I'm not telling you not to, but uh, just so you guys know, I picked Clemson, so you guys can stop (laughs) saying that I pick against them. Like, Do you see the comment we got last week on our picks video where it was like, oh, come on, Brandon, I expect it from Ricky but I don't expect it from you to pick against Clemson. <laughs> I picked with Clemson this week. I don't pick against you guys each and every week. Then, to me, the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. Iowa at 6-3, and three, undefeated Wisconsin. The Badgers are 12.5-point favorites. Who do you got?
0: I'm going to go Wisconsin. It's at Camp Randall. That's a tough place to go in and play. Iowa got a huge win last week. It was at home. Wisconsin is not the best team in the Big Ten, but they will get this win against Iowa.
1: You turned 21 last week. What would be a bigger statement in a game where you're finally a 21-year-old and can go to any bar in the USA? You beat the team that is now the new fake ID. I'm going upset special. Iowa to kind of pass the torch. Of the fake ID, hashtag Wisconsin fake ID, pass that torch to the Wisconsin Badgers. Then a Pac-12 matchup. Well, the next two are Pac-12 matchups. We've got 3 o'clock and 4.30, so Brandon may actually watch these games or tune in a little bit. We've got USC, Colorado. USC's a 13.5-point favorite. And then Washington State, Utah. Washington State's a 1-point favorite. Who you got in both of these games?
0: Going USC, Washington State, USC, Sam Darnold. You know he's still there. He's still getting things going. Colorado has not been as good as what we've seen them be Mm -hmm. in the past. And Washington State in this one, Utah's fallen off. Washington State has pretty much stayed right there. They're eight and two right now. They they have not fallen off, and you know they're currently right now at twenty five, but they're hanging around.
1: I am going to go with the Trojans against Colorado. However. I look at that line, and I see minus one for the Cougars. Going with the Utes. Got to go with the Utes, especially with that money. Like, one point. One point? You're giving the Cougars one point? I'll take Utah to win by at least a field goal in that game. They can, they can get at least a field goal win. Then we got a big SEC game. We've got Alabama, Mississippi State, MSU, Bama. Bama's a two-touchdown favorite. Who you got winning in Starkville? The Tide or the Dogs?
0: Gotta go Alabama in this one. Every time, as I said earlier in one of our segments, every time Alabama steps out onto the field and they play a game, they've given me no reason why I should pick against them. Roll Tide.
1: I got two words for you, Brandon. Roll Tied. That's who I'm picking. Roll tied. Then we've got Notre Dame and Miami. Talked about this game earlier. Notre Dame, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And Brandon, I'm hitting the upset special button. Miami going to stay undefeated in this game. Who do you got? The Fighting Irish or the Hurricane?
0: So this is one of those games that is going to be real good. You said mm-hmm. it earlier. The Catholics versus the Convicts. That's the history known amongst these two. And... It's almost always been a good game. Mm-hmm. We've got Miami, who's been that team that's, you know, been the uh, dramatics. That's what it's been for them to be able to get a win or certainly keep a game close. And then Notre Dame has just been a team that has come out and just been rolling, especially the last couple of weeks. And Ricky, Brandon Wimbush, Josh Adams, who do they play for?
1: Notre Dame, but there's one name you forgot, and it's the one Sean can't say. His last name is St. Brown.
0: Equinemius St. Brown <laughs> going Irish. They are going to get the win. This is going to be a great game. But Notre Dame, who the team, I believe they need this win more than Miami. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's going to get a big win.
1: And then the last two. The first one is the biggest matchup that we have left. TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma touchdown favorite, Brandon. I made this pick already. 31-28 upset special. The Horn Frogs get the better of Baker Daddy Mayfield, as you called them earlier, and the Oklahoma Boomer Sooners. Who you got?
0: Oklahoma last week looked outstanding. They could do no wrong. They scored in seconds each time they had the football there was a play early on in the game that I think should have been a touchdown for Oklahoma State reversed. It was not big play in the game. Oklahoma at home. They put up points like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But that's all people are doing this week, Ricky, like I'm doing right now. They're just talking about Oklahoma. <laughs> TCU baby. They're going to yeah, win this but... game with yeah, but... They're going to win this game with some defense just enough. It's a touchdown win for TCU and the Horn Frogs.
1: I feel I'm so proud of you. So proud of you for picking the upset with me. And then the last one we've got the Beavers who are one and eight. Probably should be two and seven. They really blew that game against Stanford a week or two ago. They're going in and playing Arizona. Arizona twenty-three point favorite. Got to go with the Wildcats. How about you?
0: Got to go, Arizona. If I went with Oregon State, people would really think I'm crazy.
1: Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know who do you guys got in some of these big games, who are winning, who are losing. How do you see these games coming out? But also, thank you guys for watching the Primetime Podcast this week. Go ahead and check out also we had our call-in with Patrick Hill, Patron at the $10 level talked a little baseball with Patrick. Go ahead and check that out. That's going to be a YouTube-only exclusive for that podcast segment. And if you want to be like Patrick, go ahead and check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That link is down below in the description if you don't want to remember it. You just want to click on it or highlight it and copy and paste it in your browser. We make it easy for you. I, I, I know that you guys, like myself, want everything spoon-fed to you, and I'm ready to do that. So that link is right down below in the description. want to thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure to go on iTunes. Give us that succulent, that juicy, num, 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 num that five-star rating. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.